That is our theme song. <laughs> uh, so, hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Faith Disclassified. And for today, uh, we are naming our podcast Faith Dis- Declassified. And our episode is titled Faith Declassified Tech Economy Survival Guide. So, if anybody Recognize that phrase is from Ned Declassified How to Survive School. <laughs> Don't sue us, though. Yeah, what are those things? It's an old Nickelodeon show, so you already know who our target audience is, millennials. And so what? who are we and what, what are we doing here? So we plan to be a digital gateway to faith, innovation, and personal growth. We're your hosts. My name is Kenneth. And I'm Hunter. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be your guy on this enlightening journey. Now, if you hear words that don't sound like it comes from me, it's because it doesn't. It is a script. <laughs> and we just go fight through this script um, as the very first episode so you can get a clear understanding of who we are. And also, guess who the script is powered by? ChatGPT. So you can imagine, we're going to talk a lot about faith, technology, innovation, how we use it in our day-to-day lives, how we mm-hmm. want other people to kind of reimagine it, uh, how they can use it in their lives, and, and we're going to tie it all together with faith. Um, so today marks not just the beginning of our podcast series, but also a new chapter in how we explore and deepen our faith through the lens of technology. We are trying to build a vibrant community where spirituality meets the digital age, and together we're set to embark on an unforgettable journey. In our first episode, we want to dive into the heart of our company, Study Out Loud, um, the vision, the passion, and the innovative spirit that drives us. Uh, we'll take you closer. We'll give you a closer look at the inspiring journey of the founders, which is me and Hunter. Um, and from that, that initial spark of inspiration of where we first met in University of Illinois, and I know people probably wondering, no, we don't date. Uh, we are just <laughs> friends and just founders, so I'm going to clear Thank that you. up right now. And um, that's where we met, though, at the University of Illinois. And then from that point on, we've created, we've done some projects together, like as for classwork, and then uh, we have gained into this new journey of business venture, so... We're just grateful for that. And so what we have for Study Out Loud is our flagship product, the Bible Buddy app. So please be on the lookout for that. We have socials ready for that. We have a website ready to go for that. And so just be on the lookout for that as we're trying to just give you a back, uh, behind-the-scenes look on what does that look like and how we've started this journey from scratch. Uh, I know a lot of people you see on YouTube and podcasts now I always tell you the end product, um, but we've gone through this real journey of what our our faith walk is looking like, <laughs> and so we got a lot of stories to talk about that. Uh, um, but there's our stories is just not just one of tech and faith colliding. It's about how belief and drive innovation, and how the technology can deepen our spiritual connection. So we just want yeah. y'all to keep that in the forefront. Uh, it's about how these two brought us together and how our faith is is continuing to be strengthened in these spiritual connections. Well, we're starting to realize it's a lot of in the closet um, Christians, which yeah. is surprising in America. It's, we had this this freedom, but it's very surprising. And I'm going to keep pushing through the script, y'all, and then we're going <laughs> to get into the outline. So whether you're a tech-savvy um, or a spiritual seeker, 
uh, or somewhere in between, we invite you to join us in this journey. Let's navigate the digital landscape with faith as our compass and curiosity as our guide. And anytime you hear the word landscape, best believe it didn't come from a human being. Um, and remember, <laughs> this is more than just a podcast. It's a community. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your stories, your questions. Together, we're not just listeners. We're participa participants in a grand conversation. So without further ado, let's dive into the world of study out loud and let's begin the journey. Uh, so what I want to do is just first outline what we're going to talk about. Uh, so we're going to give you a structure of how we plan on doing our episodes from now on. So we like to always start off with introducing our guests, a little bit about what we're talking about, our, our topic of interest. Um, that's just kind of the first thing of just doing an intro. And so what we have here is Hunter Guy. Not only is she the co-host and co-founder, but she is the CEO of Study Out Loud. So we will be having her as a guest, as a as an interview. And then we would like to go over praise reports because that's what we do. Um, we started off what a lot of our business meetings with praise reports. We want to start off in a positive mindset and we just like to hear good news and how God is working into our lives. Um, next, uh, we'll just kind of talk about Hunter's journey, uh, how she decided to become a CEO, uh, what does that look like, the different challenges, um, the, her different, her unique perspective. And then lastly, we want to kind of get into some tech trends, some trending topics, things that just evolve our day-to-day -day lives as a, prof as a professional. And then we always like to end it with a prayer because she is... The official, not only she is the CEO of Study Out Loud, she is the official prayer leader of the company. So she always will grace us with her prayer at the end of every endeavor and project and meeting and everything. So I'm just grateful to have her. So let's get straight into it. Uh, what's our praise report, Hunter Guy? Yeah. So let's start with just kind of like our, our praise report as a company in general. I have my personal praise reports because God is good. But... I think just for general, so that everyone can level set, understand what we do, Study Aloud is a faith-based software development startup that seeks to create personalized learning journeys through advanced technologies. The way that we've been exploring that over the last five years now, five going on six yeah, years. Yeah, five and a half right now. Yeah. yeah. We, we've been exploring that and been on this journey to better understand how to improve comprehension and biblical literacy using advanced technologies. Um, from everything that God has brought us, brought us through, we have been truly just grateful for all of the things that he has given us on the way here. Um, we have not made it yet, as, as Kenny stated. We don't pretend that we've made it. We're in the thick of this walk. And even when we quote-unquote make it, it's always another level, you yes. know, that God wants to take you to. So I'm grateful just for the journey and everything that he has done, even over this past year. Shout out to 1871 oh, for, for, sure. for sure. um, <laughs> definitely taking us under their wing. We're part of an incubator in Chicago 
called 1871. We're currently inside of their podcast studio where they have provided a lot of resources for us from advisors, mentors, workshops, classes, helping us to take our idea to an actual venture, helping us learn about the business side of things. You know, a lot of times, especially as Christian entrepreneurs, when you come in, you're like, you know, I want to just serve God with all of my heart, but there's decency and order in the way that you get things done. And they have definitely helped us to pair the business side with ministry. And in turn, we've been able to evangelize. We've been able to talk about Christ in these very secular spaces. And we're we're just extremely excited about what the Lord is doing. Specifically in this year, um, when we got connected with 1871, we've seen an astronomical advancement in just the movement in the hand of God and how he's been operating in our business and the connections and community partnerships he's allowed us to make. So I'm extremely excited about what God is doing here um, with us through Study Aloud in our on our own hearts, the character development that we have gone through yeah. over the last six years alone and, and what God has had to work out inside of us has been extremely key to our business success. So I'm I'm grateful for what God is doing. I'm grateful for 1871. Um, and it's it's not a small thing either. I believe it's like less than was it 3% or so. I don't know the exact yeah, number. It's like for every, like every thousand, one out of every thousand probably get a chance to be in an incubator or accelerator or something like that. And and we're, we're fortunate enough to be in one of the, what's recognized as one of the best uh, incubator, business incubators. In the world, so yeah. we definitely we're grateful. So that lets you know when we come out with that product, <laughs> that let y'all know like yeah, it's been vetted through. This ain't yes. nothing where we just came off with the cuff and we just we thought our ideas was good. We mm-hmm. we hear a lot of feedback, but we we not gonna get into that. We not gonna get into it. <laughs> but I know I know y'all probably thinking. Um, Dang, they first episode, they already got a sponsor. No, 1871 is not, not sponsored. Sponsor. Uh, we've, part of the praise report to kind of tie it up is, uh, we've been working on this for five years, as Hunter said, but in the last four to five months, we have been enrolled with 1871. Why we're so grateful is, in, that, in between that time, we thought we knew what we, what we didn't even know. We thought we knew <laughs> something. And when we got in here, it gave a lot of structure and order to what was going on. And with that, I want to let it be known that with 1871, that it is a nonprofit organization. And so it is not like your typical um, business incubator or accelerator where they try to take uh, equity. Not to say taking equity is a bad thing, but it just shows you their focus is to really grow and develop talent and within without trying to scale too fast or and it's really taking the time to teach us and walk us through a path um so it's not a like a a sponsorship or anything like that it's just really about how grateful we how grateful we are about this whole process and and to that point um they allow us to to use a podcast studio now these are resources that most people when they have a great idea especially and you know me and Hunter are black African-Americans. <laughs> uh, we don't have a lot of these opportunities in the neighborhoods that we've probably grown up in to even know that this is even out there. So there's a podcast room. We get free leftovers. I say this, <laughs> and this is what they won't advertise. That's how you know right. it ain't a sponsor. <laughs> uh, I say this because... Uh, on Fridays, we come in, and they have conferences, and they leave the leftovers out in the front. I go get them. 
I go get it. I am a starving artist <laughs> in this in this game of business. So I go get it, and that's what the membership is for. Also, just to make a note, if anybody that's interested, um, eighteen seventy one just one. It's a enrollment thing where you get take an interview. They understand your product. They understand who you are as as founders and the character that you have. And then once you are fortunate enough to be able to. Uh, become a, a member, uh, you do have to pay a fee. Uh, it's, it's a nonprofit organization, so just got to keep in mind if if you're interested in anything like that, um, that's something to think about. Um, but what about some personal praise reports that you have for Hunter Guy? My personal ones, I don't want to sound too too deep, and I know it's no, the go first ahead. episode, but just recently, it, there's a lot of great things that God has been doing in my life, but Recently, it's been more so work inside of me. Over the last couple of years, I've been like, Lord, I want to see you move here. I want to see you move here. I want to see you move there. God's not a genie by any means. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, especially in the season I'm in, when he doesn't change your situation, he's doing something with you. And for me, it has been the deepening of my prayer life about me asking God to pursue me as his daughter. Mm. And that's a completely different thing for me especially because I've I've known him in so many other capacities but um of course like God is the the best father that you could ever have he is a good father and all of that but it's it's a very special and intimate place to pray from to say Lord I am your daughter I am your your son or whoever and truly lean into him being a father not not what's in his hand, not as your uh, provider, not just a shepherd, not as just a savior, but really exploring different facets of him. And God is God throughout, through and through. So he's going to be all these things all at once because he's God. But I think for me to pray in such a posture is a little different for me and it takes a level of vulnerability that I have been essentially running from. So I'm just grateful for that specifically in the praise reports. I know it's not like a tangible thing, nah. like something First happened, but... First of all, that is a praise report because a lot of people don't even have that self-awareness of who their who their true identity is. And just for all of those out there, I know this is new for y'all. We are Christians. <laughs> uh, we believe in that good old Bible, Jesus Christ from Nazareth, God of Israel, the whole nine. Um, I know a lot of people toss out that word faith and God, and they talking about... Uh, Big Bang theories, and uh, they talking about chaos theory, and they talking about all that wild stuff. Uh, we are true believers of God and Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. So we want to make that first and uh, foremost known uh, for that purpose of saying that a praise report is about any revelation. And that's great self-revelation because a lot of people go and be Christians and not even recognize who they is. Um but yeah, my praise report not that deep. Uh, my praise <laughs> report, I'll be out here. If y'all ain't got it by now, I'll be grinding, bro. <laughs> I'll be trying to hustle one bit at a time. So my praise report is more like, man, I just got in the gym for the first time in, in about a month and a half. And I was happy last week that I went to the gym total of three times. That's what's up. Uh, but this week, it's, uh, it's a struggle. And this praise report is the hope. <laughs> that the Lord would give me the strength, not the hope, <laughs> to, to make it to the gym on Friday morning and Saturday morning. So y'all pray with, pray for me. Even if y'all watch this, it's probably already passed. But just know, 
we believe in God to do it. Won't he do it? Amen. And And so to get into our next segment is uh, we want to dive in with our guests. So what we'll be doing from here on out is right after praise reports, getting straight into it with our guests. And so I have the honor. He really be overdoing it, y'all. The privilege. Overdoing it. Overhyping. Oh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I, I, the 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 God has given me the grace and the glory. Oh my gosh, enough to be a co-founder with Hunter Guy, who is please, our CEO. Please, please. So, Hunter Guy, this is how he introduces me. Every by time. the way, Every to time. anybody, I don't care if if you a homeless man on the street. This CEO. is my introduction from Kenny, and I don't understand it. CEO at all. I'm That's always like, telling him like, please. Everybody don't. not proud of their CEO. <laughs> I am. Don't do that. I am. Uh, so, can you let us know a little bit about who you are and? Um, yeah, why? I don't know. I'm pretty sure people want to know why I speak so highly of you. Yeah. On and off camera. So He does. I can attest to that. Uh, so just go ahead and give us a, a briefing on who you are <laughs> and why it's so important us to, to hear from you. Well, could you ask me some specific questions? I'm really not good about talking about myself, like giving a general. I get that. I, I, I actually feel that because I'm always weird with icebreakers. Yes. I'm like, what you all, what y'all want to know about me? I'm a very normal guy. <laughs> you ask know? me a question. Uh, so I got, I got you. So first, uh, where are you from? I'm from Dalton, Illinois, and it's the Chicagoland area. For those who are, are unaware of where it is, it's in the south. It's a south suburb of Chicago, and the reason I make the distinction, you know. Chicago is like the tussle over the suburbs. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I, I think though it's it's crazy. It's uh, the South suburbs is more Chicago than Chicago, I and know. I think where where the Chicagoans don't like to represent the the suburbs when it comes to the North and and West suburbs. They be like Naperville, who? <laughs> but I mean, y'all keep playing with Naperville. They the one that bring in the revenue, but because <laughs> I'm tired of paying taxes out here, but. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um so I guess the next question is um what made you become a CEO? Man, I guess we have to walk it backwards. Um because I never desired to be a CEO. That wasn't something I just woke up one day and was like, Yeah, I'm gonna be a CEO today. I wouldn't wish this upon my worst enemy. No, I wouldn't wish I wouldn't wish <laughs> Business on okay. everybody like to make it sound so beautiful on social media. I wouldn't wish it on nobody. Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, so I would say walking it back to just kind of what I felt my call was, my call, my purpose, my mission. First and foremost, give God God glory. But before I even knew that aspect of it, I always felt a call to technology or to invent things that were not there previously. Um. I know it sounds really cliche, so follow me. I got you. I, when I was even in second grade, I created my very first product. Um, and it was something so basic, but I, I felt I, I had a problem that I needed to solve. So I'm a middle child, or I grew up as a middle child. I have nine siblings. I'm the youngest girl, but also in the house, there were three of us um, that grew up you know, around the same time. In that experience, I shared a room with my sister up until I went to college. 
that means that I had zero personal space, like zero. Mm. I'm grateful to have my own room now, mm. like as a, a paying adult. That's why you moved out to Oak Park. I, <laughs> you want to be, you, you just want space. I need my own space. Like I am a person that loves solitude. I love being alone. Like as a middle child, like you learn how to survive. Literally, you learn how to like fend for yourself. My parents said that I was hiding food in my pockets because I didn't want to like go back and ask for more food. So if oh. I felt like I was gonna be hungry later, I had chicken wing in my pocket. <laughs> Not a whole chicken wing. No, <laughs> I would go get a cookie from under the the couch. Mind you, I've been working this out with my therapist. None of that's healthy. Somebody should have said something, by the way. Anyway, so <laughs> with all of that, um, me and my sister, you know, we were super close, but of course you have like a sibling rivalry. I just wanted my own space. I had to even share a bed at some point with her. And I, I, I just, I didn't like it. So instead of getting my own room, because I know we didn't have any more room in the house, I created this design, this sketch where... I had a my own little personal twin bed. I had covers that was specifically designed for me. It had an H with a crown on it. And then on the headboard, there was this TV that was going to pop up out the, the headboard. I had room for my snacks. I had a button where you could press that would open up for the remote container. I had a little refrigerator. It's like one of those, uh, you see them IG reels of like all that organization stuff. Yes. I guess you got to be that way though. In second grade, mind you, like I'm like I know what I want. Couldn't draw worth two dead flies. I know, but I, know. I was able. I had <laughs> little um, markings on it. I had point pointed like arrows to say this is what this is. This is what this is. So when I went to my dad, that Christmas was like this is what I want for Christmas. I was able to thoroughly explain like this is what this is. This is what this does. I never saw the light day to that thing, but I think that. Even from that moment, it kind of brewed something in me to say, like, you know, I can, if you can envision it, it could be made, it could be drawn, it could be created. Mm. So I was very intentional about just sketching out things I saw. So if it was like, I see a, a toothbrush in my head, don't do nothing, but I'm able to see it, so I'm able to, to draw it. Mm -hmm. And so then at some point, I thought I was gonna be an artist. Then I went to, I'm gonna be a veterinarian because I just love animals, love dogs, all that. Um, and then it switched to, I'm going to be an engineer. Went to engineering camp, hated it. Realized didn't want to ever be an engineer. Yeah. And then I had a mentor, um, shout out to Jewel, who came into my life, who redirected me to show me exactly how to seek out the career that I wanted to do. So we realized that industrial design was the career path or the major that I was going to major in at U of I. And then I get to campus and then we have Lori, shout out to Lori, um, who came into my life and said, hey, you need to do user experience design. It's a new thing. That was back in 2012. Yeah. I had no idea what it was, but she was like, no, it's going to be a new thing. And now everybody's trying to get into user experience design. I've been in here for almost 10 years now. That's crazy. Never would have known anything about it, but I think a combination of those experiences kind of measured up to where I am and how God... Even though I wasn't fully aware of how my relationship with God would develop or even the way that I would serve him in my life, he made sure that his hand was still on me through those parts where I didn't know he was present. And then once I fully came into like serving him, surrendering my life to him at the age of 20 was when I started to have the realization of, well, do I have to pick now? Because I feel extremely called to serve in ministry. I feel called to serve... Um, in the church specifically, I stayed in Champaign for an additional 
five years. And now we know Champagne ain't got nothing but cornfields. Uh, no, nah, it's kind of lit. It, it ain't. What, what is it? Liddyville? <laughs> That's what they used to call it. <laughs> nothing but cornfields and Champagne. No, it has some stuff. It's a college town, but it's nothing like Chicago. In comparison to Chicago, yeah. it, it was nothing. To, you had to create your own fun, you know, like in Champagne. And I stayed there with the willingness to say, like, okay, if I have another job, I'm just going to commute. Because I felt called to that community to serve in church. I was on the board and serving in any way I, I possibly could at that church. Um, but as I was traveling back and forth to my job, it was like hour there, hour back. I was able to just have that solitude and silence with the Lord during my drives in the morning on my way back home. And one morning was when I was reading or listening to my audio Bible and I was just listening to the Lord start to download these ideas inside of me. And I began to ask questions about my Bible reading experience at that specific time. And as soon as I parked the car, I called Kenny and we hadn't spoken in like two years at the time, but I felt a calling from God to bring him into what he was having a conversation with me about. And then as we began to brainstorm, as we began to see God together concerning this was when we were like, okay, Kenny going to run all the operations. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going to, you know, make just ensure that we are straightforward with our business. We're, we're, accomplishing the vision and mission, the goal that God has gifted us to bring to life, essentially. So when you say, how did you become a CEO? It's literally because God called me to for this time. But Mm. I never would have had it planned for myself. Okay, well, I I think this is a good moment, too, is to kind of talk about what is the business? Um, So you are the leader of a company. Uh, Get into... What is your thoughts about your business and why you started to do the things? Why did you get in this particular industry? Um, and I'll let you explain all of that about the business, the industry. And uh, yeah, just give us a briefing on that. I think, well, at least as, as it relates to the business part and why I decided to get into it was because I felt a, a tug on comprehension in Bible reading experiences. Um, for what we've seen today, everyone does it differently. A lot of what we've seen through our research is that people read a passage and they're completely lost about what they took away from that passage. They may have said, like, you know, I feel good, I read something, but I can't really tell you what I read. And mm-hmm. we've seen that through our, you know, our usability studies and how we've even gone through and developing our business as a whole. Um, but I think that is where it initially started. And we kind of began was just, you know, watching and observing the way that people studied the Bible and the way people treated their devotional time um, with the Lord. And that brought us to where we are today. I think that my entry into the tech portion of it was already there as far as where God has brought me with my different experiences. I've been a user experience professional for the last 10 years. Um, I learned how to create products in college with industrial design, learning how and why a product is going to be developed and not just developing a feature because that's very key on not just having one item do one specific thing, but how does that encompass the entire user experience journey and the problem that you're trying to solve. And so with all of those different things, I began to learn as much as I possibly could about the different technologies and the specific technology that the Lord was calling me to envision in that moment. And so I used 
my different vocations and companies that I was, I was with at the time to learn as much as I could, not even just for the application to the startup that we have today, but just to make myself aware of the space in its entirety. And so, um, from that point, I think everything starts to naturally align on, on the direction that needed to take place. But even before then, I don't think that I was like trying to make the pieces fit. They just kind of happened essentially. Okay. And so I'm glad that you, you did give a a briefing on, on, on a business. So, so what I'm, I'm guessing what you're communicating as far as the audience is that the company is based off of comprehension and people understanding the Bible. Uh, but what I'm interested in in this particular moment is your background in tech. I think that was kind of the big, the big thing and big catalyst for us, for real, is as far as growing a business. Because I had no tech experience at all. But I think the way we use both our backgrounds to come up with a, a business together in our experience of being both Christian helped lead the way. So you mind talking about what what does what is your perspective and your experiences on being in the tech industry and being a Christian? Because a lot of people like to disguise themselves between each one. Yeah. If they at church, all of a sudden they just been holier than thou, <laughs> and then if they at work, all of a sudden Christian Jesus who you know. So mm-hmm. uh, give us a give us a little little bit about what's your thoughts on that. Historically, they don't mesh that well and a lot of it has to do with the fear of one another so when i'm in a space of like a tech secular pure secular space um you don't hear jesus name. you don't hear about us building technology in the name of our lord and savior or for the, the advancement of the kingdom or advancement of people knowing god's word which Prison's a problem, obviously, because we're working on so many different things that ultimately are not going to last, you know, like in, in the next lifetime or just just in general. You know, mm-hmm. things not for God don't generally last. And so when you are in a space like that, it's it's almost natural for a Christian to tuck their tail and just try to assimilate. But we weren't called to do that. Mm. And so... If anything, the best you could do is figure out how you can utilize your gifts, resources, and talents to bring it to the kingdom and vice versa. I mean, that's obviously your your training ground, but the Lord calls us to minister wherever we are, through action, through our words, through how we um, communicate to others. And if there's an opportunity to present the gospel in those secular Christian spaces, you know, we absolutely should. But as it relates to the Christian space, on the other hand, a lot of churches and Big C Church in general just fears technology and the advancement of something that, quote unquote, presents to threats the hearing of the Holy Spirit, mm. I would say. I, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. So in the example of even our conversations today regarding like artificial intelligence, a lot of the issue or from what I've seen, the commentary in the industry has been, well, all you need is the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. All you need is the Bible and the Holy Spirit, which is true. Not knocking at it at all. But a part of us being stewards and scholars of the Word is learning more about the authorial authorial intent of the word of God. And we utilize resources today, such as like books and now Google and how people are doing that. Other technologies can help us to get there if done responsibly and ethically, which is, I think, which is 
something that has prompted us on this project and this journey as well to learn more about the way in which other technologies can help the advancement and resources. I think as long as you're under the guise of the Holy Spirit and as long as you are truly, purely wanting to bring God glory and inviting him into every single thing, there's nothing that we shouldn't be afraid of mm. um, regarding how technology is used. If anything, on the flip side, when we're in those secular spaces and we're starting to see as Christians the responsibility of the way that the secular spaces utilize this technology, maybe for the determinant of humanity is when we as Christians need to refer to the Bible and say, that's not God's will. And I don't think that is a flag on every single play. And right now there's an imbalance in the way that we've been handling those topics. I think a lot of churches, maybe um, Christian authors or whoever, um, you know, their, their fear of, AI used in their content, rightfully so. There should be laws around that in the way that content is used in open source environments. However, I think that we need to look at the light of what the Lord can use with what's been given to us and really explore the possibilities on how we can appropriately apply these technologies. Yeah, and that's a good point you mentioned on copyright uh, laws. I, I know uh, OpenAI actually mentioned that they will fight every case. I believe uh, it. They got the money. They said they will fight every case to defend uh, copyright uh, based off of any content made within OpenAI, uh, ChatGPT. And so, but even in that, I know a lot of people say, what does that mean? I think if people realize what AI is, the different techniques, different funnels, like you got machine learning, you got deep neural, you got networks and all of this. Uh, a lot of people don't understand none of that. They just say ChatGPT is AI. Anything that comes up with Chat is AI. Right. Uh, people have to realize that this is generative, generative AI, and that they're combining these different resources and placing it together. And so, this is content that is already being made. It's just about how ChatGPT kind of splice it up for your purpose, your goal, or, or whatever. However, you prompt it, and prompt engineering is a whole nother thing. Um, but I just want to give that give that little piece for the audience just to know that um, yeah we're gonna talk about it all we're gonna talk about it all in the future um, but back but back to you as far as so what I'm hearing that fear you believe that fear plays a large role in how people experience Christianity in their, in their professional lives is Absolutely. that they're fearful to speak up in the works workspace um, they're fearful to even jump out into the business. And, and had that badge on them to say, I am Christian. And instead, where I think people lean heavily on to saying, look at what I did, or look what I'm about to do, or um, it, it, the vision is, is completely off um, a lot of the time. And then, and vice versa, what you're saying is that people clam up and, and not honor that God has given them gifts in the church to be used and utilized, probably within the church, or even just to speak on it and maybe be... Um, a resource or yeah. a, a guide for someone else in the church. Because, you know, depending on the church that you go to, it should be multi-generational. There's going to be some older individuals. There's going to be some very young ones. There, there, there should be more communication and, and bonding and fellowship between the two. But we also got to ask our church leaders to kind of drive that, too. And that's right. where I'm hearing, too, is there's might be even a, a, a the spirit of fear also being in the church, Yep. Not even driving um, church leaders to even 
step out their comfort zone and do some experimental things. So, you know, I would give a shout out to our church because our church is uh, doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of innovative stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually very proud of our church um, and how they kind of innovate in a way of getting us to talk together. We had a, a, a discipleship series is what our pastor called it, uh, where the young 20s and 30s who are trying to figure out... Um, Listening to older individuals talk about uh, their experience in their 20s and 30s and kind of navigating them through uh, what to look out for and how to best prepare and kind of giving us those nuggets of, you know, uh, this is what I wish I knew when I was in 20s and 30s. And that's essentially what we're doing for this podcast series of giving people this survival guide based off of the different topics and themes of of which I would have, what I would what I wish I would have known mm-hmm. about faith mm-hmm. in these different moments and, and different situations that we have been in. Uh, because faith is one of those things through experience, but wisdom is one of those things. If if I can learn from the next person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and not to do what, you know, what that person did, which is I'm so grateful for the Bible too. Uh, and for those sh- people that shocked about us talking about the Bible and faith a lot, oh yeah, it's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> um, but it's also going to be a lot of us talking about technology, professions, economy, and those type of things. Uh, so some other kind of key things that I want, I, I got from what you Wait, just... you shout out the church, the actual uh, church. You know, I got to I gotta do it. Progressive Baptist Church uh, next to the White Sox Stadium, because I don't know the address. <laughs> I don't know the of location. Chicago. <laughs> of Chicago. Of Chicago. Yes. Um, but the next question I wanted to ask is, so I know a lot of people are saying, look, we heard a little bit about who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a tech person, you are a faithful person, you have had all of these experiences that kind of led you up to walking out on faith and creating uh, this company, uh, Study Out Loud, mm-hmm. and creating our product, uh, the Bible Buddy app. So, you know, I got to do these shout outs, got to do these plugs. Now, it may be a sponsorship of us <laughs> doing those, uh, <laughs> but the next thing, what I'm what I'm hearing is... Or what I'm, I'm I'm gathering is that people that's probably listening to this thinking about, I'm Christian, I work, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's good that you had these experiences of always kind of knowing that you was going to design, always kind of stepping in, in, in faith. Faith is one of those things that's not easy at all. Yeah. Uh, so can you talk about uh, what does faith look like and, and <clears throat> as far as you jumping from tech to full-blown doing a business and I'm pretty sure there's a there there's a there's people out there thinking, well, do I gotta leave my I gotta leave my job behind? Right. Uh, can you give us some just your your thoughts and perspectives on what does that look like yeah. for you? First, let's define what faith is. So, oh, okay, go Hebrews ahead. eleven and one says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Um, a lot of times we feel the need to do it backwards, which is a faith. Like we want to see the full fledged thing, the full fledged idea for us to believe, for us to leave our jobs or for us to apply to an incubator. Mm. A lot of times on this journey specifically, I ain't seen anything. Sometimes I still ain't seen nothing. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Me personally, bro, yes, yesterday I'm in this thing like, I don't see it, but I got to walk out. Mm-hmm. I got to walk out in faith. I got to like, walk Lord, out Lord, I don't know what you are doing, 
But that's why we pray, you know, and at the end of every meeting, we pray. We're very intentional about that, which I really appreciate. And all these years, anytime we meet, we pray out or if we need to pray in, but we always invite the Holy Spirit to partner with us because only he knows where God is leading us and where he's taking us. We just have to be sensitive to his voice and what he's guiding us to do. I think that for me, it's, it's been extremely hard. It's still hard. Just like you say, like yesterday, you had a, a whole moment. I've been having a lot of those lately and mm-hmm. I haven't been like talking about it because I don't want it to change the atmosphere of what it is that we're doing. Or I don't want it to fuel doubt in God and Christ, but transparently some days I'm like, Lord, did you say, is this what you, is this what you said? And I know the answer is yes, but I have to ask because I'm like, Lord, this don't feel good. It like, don't. It don't, man. You want me to give more money to this? You want me, We've bootstrapped this 110%. We have, you know, have great resources and just all of that. But it's expensive to build a tech company, especially when you're building um, a product, like a tech product or app or whatever. Yeah. It's expensive. It's not cheap. Um, so it's it's Out of our own pockets. And, yeah. And, and uh, you mind speaking to... Uh, to you having a job and doing this and, yeah. and what do you advise people to do in this type of position of I'm like man I want to step out in ministry full fledged or I got a purpose I got a will I want to speak mm-hmm. the Lord out like what's what's your what's your thoughts on that it's key to prioritize your time like never before um, and carve time out for yourself a lot of my men- just my mental has been occupied by this a lot of times like even when I'm not like physically doing something I'm thinking about it all of the time and I have to have a cutoff period for my nine to five so when I'm like doing something in the morning making sure I spend time with God making sure I really just sit in his presence seek his will then when it's time to start work I'm sometimes it's it's really hard because the way I think about it is I'll be sitting in meetings some days and we're talking about something and we're talking about like a very simple concept. And all I'm thinking is how can't we do, why can't I be doing this for God right now? Why Mm. can't I do this for God's glory? And I automatically translate that to the startup space or what it is that we're doing with study aloud. And it hurts me some days because I'm like, man, I just, I just wish that everybody had this mentality of every business glorify God, every single moment, glorify him in the way that we we do things and the way that we do business and it doesn't and so i'm constantly thinking about some days even at my nine to five like okay what is it that i need to do it's it's just a lot of discipline to turn it off engaging with other people and collaborating on what my nine to five is and then afterwards you know either we'll have a meeting or i'm working on um something related to the startup and so it's just really the balance there's uh, not a whole lot of balance, though. Like, when people talk about work-life balance, you have to put up boundaries for yourself, but it's only really so much you can do, especially in these beginning, pivotal stages. Some days, I didn't go to sleep. Like, I haven't been asleep. <laughs> Last night, I was up late, you know, am, like, just working through it. I am up working two, three o'clock in the morning most of my days, y'all. And it's hard to go to sleep on something that you're thinking about. So it's like, I got to get it out. I got to write it down. I got to design it or I got to do something. And so it's, it's really tough. Um, so... 
I think just having a schedule up front and being real with yourself, having a sabbatical day is key to not work on it at all. And I've had to start to incorporate that because I'll just be sitting there working. And then I realized when people, somebody asked me, what do you do for fun? I'm like, work on Bible buddy. <laughs> work on man, study aloud. Crazy thing, man. Yesterday, <laughs> man, somebody asked me, he said, uh, I said, I'm about to relax. I said, I'm about to go work on Bible buddy. That ain't work. I mean, that's work. <laughs> I said, no, that's 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 what I do now. Yeah. Um, just to to kind of shift gears a little bit. Would you recommend somebody leaving a job to go do whatever that they feel they think they feel called to do? What's no. your thought? What's your opinion on that? I'm a firm believer in the nine to five entrepreneur grind, and it's just because you need money to build the thing. And unless you are financially in a place where you're like, I can leave my job and I can just go do it. Unless the Lord himself came and said, leave your job. Do not be trying to leave your job because you're going to be homeless. Then what you going to work on? Then you got to work on <laughs> foot and food and stuff. <laughs> roof over your head. And then you were never, never intended to have to be concerned about those things. But um, only if, the, if God told you to. But if he didn't, Stay at that job because that's also a, a training ground for you to learn what you need to learn. Maybe you need to build up some character. Some, you know what? I don't want to go on a tangent. Uh, we, we got a, a couple of, minutes. A lot of folks we starting these businesses, no customer service experience and no like oh, personability. Oh, I already know where this is going. I ain't gonna name no one specific <laughs> we, type of business. We not gonna name a specific but type of business, but y'all know who it is. Some people who have these like rah rah moments of I'm gonna leave my job is really just because they don't know how to deal with people, and so they don't want to deal with them in a corporate setting or learn how to get along with others. And then you go after you start a business, and then you realize you still have to deal with people because how else are you gonna make money? <laughs> and I think God made that perfect purposeful. We are in the people business. Every yeah. single human being has to treat and connect with another human. Treat a human being with the utmost respect, mm -hmm. as in love as we love God. But also how that we're gonna eventually connect with another human being right. some way somehow for some reason and those the people that don't we gotta check them in and we pray for them. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> next next question I have for you is it sounds like to me that excellence is is a uh, God talks about excellence and now I can't remember <laughs> the, the 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 scriptures but God talks about excellence in a way of that everything that we do is of the utmost excellence. Collage three twenty three. Thank you, thank you. That's my fat checker. Uh, so if anybody hear me get caught up on the scripture, I best believe that Hunter guy is gonna. <laughs> or I'm uh, gonna Google it. <laughs> is gonna is gonna catch me up. But I think it's a good point. Of it seems to me like you giving it your all at, at work and at. Your job. I hear so many people say, "I'm just gonna just do just enough here, mm -hmm. and put all my focus focus on focus in on things that are kind of self indulgent." Mm. Um, but I think what kind of what you described was it sounds like you're giving your all in excellence everywhere you do. So I just want people to be be mindful whatever you do, whether you wholeheartedly just want to do uh, being a corporate worker and serve the Lord, like. You cannot be split-minded in these things of where you're not giving it your all. But the, the truth is, you're going to have some tired days. You're going to have some off days. That's yeah. just the reality of things. 
Um, so the last bit of the segment, I just want to kind of talk, want to ask you about you as a black woman. We want to make sure that we get a unique perspective from all our guests mm-hmm. on the culture of where they come from and who they are uh, and the, just a piece of them and how they see Christianity from their lens. You being a black woman and in tech, what is your unique perspective and challenges um, that you would want to just kind of give to the, the rest of the world? Okay. I want to piggyback off the last statement you said um, about operating in excellence because I think it feeds into that. I used, we used to have the saying in high school and track our coach was like very big on practicing and training just as hard as you would in the meet. Hmm. And I think the phrase, I can't, I'm a butcher it, but it was something like lackadaisical training brews lackadaisical results. And when you think about the person that you want to become just outside of this one vocational area, you have to think about what does that person look like? Is that a lexical person? Is that someone who just kind of glides by? Because that's not an easy switch. If you are skating by in your nine to five or a corporate job or whatever, what makes you think you have a better work ethic in your startup? If you're not clocking in and clocking out, holding yourself accountable to that, you're not going to do it in your business. And there has to be a level of discipline that you just accomplish as a person. It's five times, thousand times harder as a person of color, especially a black woman mm. in tech, and one, and especially a Christian black woman in tech. I used to say, like, call myself the colored Christian in corporate <laughs> <laughs> woman or whatever. Yeah, you got to get that trademark. CCC. Yeah, like I, I, it's so many different like minority elements sometimes i'm the only christian sometimes i'm the only woman sometimes i'm the only black person sometimes i'm the only person with technical expertise like in in certain conversations that i'm brought in but in every one of those i'm expected to be myself and whatever that means like in and how i represent christ in that space how i represent being a black person you know we they say we have to work five times as harder than, than everyone else i've i've definitely been overlooked over her or under her in comparison to my counterparts who did not look like me, did not speak like me or whatever, and they could have said some of the most basic of, of the basic of the basics. And they were like, oh, yeah, great job, Bob. <laughs> we love Bob. We love Bob's we, answer. We have nothing against Bob. <laughs> we have zero against Bob. I don't know any Bob. I don't know Bob. We love Bob. <laughs> I'm not talking about anybody named Bob because I don't know any Bob. So, <laughs> um, but when Hunter says something, it's like, well, how do you know? Or what, what makes you think that? Like, you're always questioned. You're always having to come with the facts. I always have to come with your sheet. And constantly proving. Like, I've, I've got looked over promotions after having five out of five star annual reviews two times in a row. Nice. You know, like, there, there are things that I've accomplished where I'm like, I know for a fact it's because I'm a black woman in this instance. And I think it makes people just feel uncomfortable, man. It's yeah. something unique. It's something different. I think it just makes people feel uncomfortable in general. I think anything that is unusual gets people throws people off a little bit. I and I, I think one of those things too is that your talent in product design also just is just like above the rest. So it's kind of hard for even when people is like, man, this is unusual, and I'm I'm having to disconnect with this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it's all types of different races and and. and 
you know, cultures or background, it's like, oh, I'm having this difference with this person, but this this gift that they have <laughs> stands out. Um, but the reason why we always want to kind of moving on forward, why we want to ask our guests about their unique perspective and challenges on, um, you know, how they see the world as from mm-hmm. their their lenses of diversity of Christianity and and uh, their profession is because it's something that we don't talk about. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. We've been told and brainwashed. Yeah. I'm a conspiracy theorist. Uh, for all those people that don't know about <laughs> me, I just want to get it out there ahead of time. Because when my interview comes, I'm definitely giving you all the conspiracies. <laughs> um, but I think people are, are brainwashed and in, in thinking that, uh, hey, we shouldn't talk about this at work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a part of who I am. God made me who I am. Uh, first of all, of me realizing who my identity is in him. And yeah. he has given me these gifts to be in this space. So uh, it ain't got to be for everybody, which, you know, we have seen a lot of different things in, in, uh, in the workspace of where everybody want to shout out their different identities. I think it's kind of wild that we as Christians feel pushed back. And it's not even a lot of times we're not even like forcing it on anybody. We're just so proud and yeah. happy and yeah. grateful for uh, whose we is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just always, I just want to let the audience know that we will talk about the uniqueness of each individual, and especially for the big C, the big church, to mm-hmm. understand that there's differences in everybody, and that's okay because we need to learn to understand them. Yeah. So we know how to communicate them and evangelize to them. So we also got to always be thinking about how to disciple. That should be in any type of Christian media should always be thinking about some type of way of discipleship of how do I be able to have this uh, way of communicating and talking to people so they can at least know who God is Yeah, and let the Holy Spirit work the rest. Uh, so right before we get into our next segment of trending news and topics, uh, I just want to say, can you give us 30 seconds? 30 seconds of where study out loud is going. Where do you believe study out loud is going? I believe we are going to be the leaders in the Christian personalization space as it relates to biblical learning. I believe that we are going to increase overall numbers as far as how much people are reading the Bible and feeling like they are actually comprehending and not just kind of exchanging conversation, asking questions or, you know, like just just in the ways in which we kind of foresee to use technology in these different various ways. I think that we are actually going to solve a, a world issue. And I'm excited to see where God takes us. And I, I believe we will also be a bridge to a conversation between church and other technology industries. Okay. I really like that. That's, that's clean, concise. Now we go put that in our pitch deck. For, for those that don't know, we also are raising funding. So y'all go follow us on the journey. We're going to give y'all the updates and, and praise reports as they come. Um, so... Our trending news, layoffs, corporate and tech layoffs, man, it is hitting everybody hard. In 2023, it's been well over hundreds of thousands of tech jobs um, being laid off, and that's a cut. And for the Christian, I know that can definitely hurt somebody's faith Mm -hmm. and to understand that what do I do? How do I survive? And you got to really lean on God. And I know it's a... Thing that's easier said than done, but it's difficult. Uh, so let's get into um, 
the landscape of unemployment and job layoffs. Specifically, I know what kind of stirred this up was the Spotify layoffs. Yeah. And your reaction towards seeing that. They laid off, I believe it was seven about 17% of their staff. So it was around 1,500 employees got laid Sheesh. off. What caught my attention was that a lot of those were product designers. So obviously I cared because okay, I'm true. product designer. So a little bias. But what really interests me about the layoffs with this specific round, not only are they around Christmas, which was just horrible, because this is just the worst time to mm. do that. Um, but also, I saw an influx of hiring managers mm. on LinkedIn true, true, true. say, hey, if you got laid off at Spotify, please only apply, please apply to my company. Please, no one else apply to these positions ah. because we only want to help the Spotify people who got laid off. In 2023 alone, I believe the number is like 200,005 uh, 205,552,000 employees got laid off in tech in 2023. So to see a post of like uh, all these hiring managers say, you know what? Only we got, we got magically got these positions open because these same positions have been quote unquote open for months mm -hmm. that haven't been fulfilled. So you don't think that any of these people are qualified. The only one Spotify laid off people, you're biasly hiring specifically from Spotify. I get wanting to hire good talent. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be right for your business model fit. But I just thought that was a little weird. And yeah. ethically, I don't know if I agree with that because it, it just presents a lot of bias. You could be impressed with someone's background, specifically only coming from that um, from that company. But to exclusively say nobody else, um, <laughs> nobody else applied when you've had over 200,000 employees get yeah. laid off in 2023 alone and you're only uh pandering to the spotify layoffs that i don't agree with yeah i can i could and I, I i've heard similar things like that in the media too where when twitter laid off what was it like half of their staff yeah. like people came out the woodworks was like oh we got to grab them up i think it's very interesting because for those people, especially the younger generation, that that is looking for a job, it's just like it plays into the argument of a job wants somebody to have experience, but where do I get the experience right, from? Right, right. And it's not you're not raising homegrown talent. You're mm -hmm. kind of always scouting or recruiting from another company. Right. Uh, which I get it. There's not enough time to to teach and to learn and grow, but that's where tech and innovation has to come into play on. How do we how do we increase that comprehension or increase the knowledge base of uh, an employee within a company quickly? Because yeah. what we can't keep doing is just only recruiting the top people that job hop over and over and over. And, and for these people that have been impacted, I want to say it is a blessing that you have been to a company that allows you and affords you the opportunity to go into another company without um, without too much looking into to the job. Yeah. But this is my, my perspective on the unemployment landscape and, and what's going on. So 20, 2023 has had a lot of layoffs. Mm -hmm. I think 2024 
it's going to be worse. Yeah. Even, you know, we mentioned that we both work at a, you know, we still split between our day jobs. I've witnessed three cuts. Yeah. Within the time that I've, you know, worked for a company within that moment. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. And they still got their eye on, on, on the prize to cut more, you know, and it's not my company. I mean, just all industries out there, they have their eyes on the prize to cut more. Um, so what does that mean for Christians in yeah. faith? That means that for those individuals who have said, I don't have a church. I can't find a church. Um, church is not for me. Church will be for you when you don't have a job. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell you why. Why you need to find a church. And it's not to, it's a, 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 a growth hack or anything like that. But this is why God asks us to be together in fellowship. For those who, I only do virtual church or whatever. It's very important for you to get into a church because you have skills and talents. And mm -hmm. for those individuals who haven't been given their gifts and skills serving the church, it's going to come at a point in time where if you don't have a job, where else can you give your talents and gifts to? You could yeah. give them to yourself and work and, you know, think of new ways to apply it for different projects for yourself. But if God has been so good to you, why wouldn't you at least attempt right. to give the church some of your gifts? You know, we have served in our church. I've served uh, uh, for maintenance. I know you would serve for uh, partners, I mean, uh, product design, and just even giving them a tech talk. Uh, but that gives me more confidence to know that, one, where I'm giving my ties to is very important and knowing that I can go and talk to the people and we can have an exchange of, of value, I can not only give my tithes, but I can give my time. And in return, what they will do is they give me an understanding of networking. Yep. They help me build my skills. And they will help me to uh, grow whatever skills that I have, but also uh, feel free to apply new skills. So if it's in case, let's say I want to learn new things about AI, a church is more likely to say, you you can go to a church and it's more likely to happen of hey I want to start some new AI project for y'all versus you going up to an incubator you going up to an investor private uh, angel investor or whatever a church is gonna probably say I'm gonna give you I'm gonna do the best that I can for you maybe maybe I'm gonna do the best that I can for you and I'm gonna try to give you a space to grow if it makes sense. You go out to somebody out in the streets, they could care less. It's about dollar, 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 dollar. Yeah. And I think the best thing that a person can do at the in these moments is, one, have faith. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for the average person to, to get from a, a, a job, not having a job is probably like eight eight months to a year and a half of job, uh, of job searching. You got a long way to go. And... That's on average. Now, that's not to say that God can't, you know, wave his hand and make sure that you get a job the next day, which we hope for every individual listening. He's done that. And not listening. But in the case of those individuals getting their mind prepared for what is the average? The average is 
you're most likely going to go out there and you're going to have to turn it application after application after application for eight months to a year and a half. You're going to have to network. You're going to have to do all these different things. You don't know who's in that church and who's who who God has purposely placed in that church probably to help benefit you, mentor, mentor you. This is a good time for you to be mentored. You yeah. mentioned uh, Lori and Joel has been your mentor. Is you? You for the for the people that's listening, most likely a millennial audience. It's a perfect time to have a mentor. Yeah, S- somebody with experience uh, to be able to teach you and guide you on what to do right. at, at scale with no pressure of being in a corporate ap- atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I and last lastly, what I have to say is, which which one would you rather have? As a, if you was a business owner, if you was an employer, somebody that has been grinding and working on their skill set in a in an organization, or somebody that's just been turning application over and over and over. Yeah, they've been learning stuff, but hasn't been applying it to nothing. Yeah. So if you're a marketer, you could be applying marketing to the church. If you are an event organizer, you can be a uh, planning events for the church, yeah, and and it's in this transition true. of going into finding your next career path. Um, but we should be doing that anyway, too. And you should be doing that anyway. But yeah. this is even more incentive for those who have been hit hard or impacted to kind of think about like, yeah, there's opportunity to be in a church, and this is the point of being in a church: fellowship, relationship, getting to know people. Now, if you're in a church where you say, well. They some mean mugs in there. Uh, I don't like them. They messy. First of all, church is a hospital. <laughs> so we all like that. And, and second of all, if you really feel like the church is, God is not in that church and not healing the, the sick, you probably need to step out and do another church. It's okay. Yeah. Or are you contributing to the mess? Or are you contributing to the mess is another thing to think about. So that's kind of like my last thing. Yeah, um, I, I do have a, a testament to that, too, what you're saying, because one of, some of my big, largest opportunities have come from church partnerships, church relationships. I was endorsed by the Champagne um, Business Commerce, Black Black Champagne Business Commerce Business, or whoever, the president at the time, who's connected to all these businesses. And I got a, a really big contract working with the city of Champagne on a website design project. That hmm. was like my first job, technically, coming out of college. Um, and then even like when I was trying to explore, like, do I want to do user experience design? I need to teach myself graphic design because I don't really have UI skills like that. I have like the product, like physical product making design. My church provided ample opportunity for me to do flyers for the church, flyers for other organizations affiliated with the church. Like I really had a lot of relationships, um, that were built when I wasn't even sure, um, in there just by serving, just yeah. serving God and never even really, really expecting anything in return, just wanted to serve him. But I also had the opportunity to develop leadership skills and even those, um, those technical skills that I needed. Yeah. And if you're in a black church specifically, you're going to learn patience and communication skills. <laughs> you're going to learn that. Um, but that's not to say we're not generalizing all black churches, <laughs> right, but, like... but from my experience, uh, but oh my lastly, for those out there that's, that kind of sh- struggle with, you know, I don't need to be in a church. For those people that have been in a church, I can tell you, me paying my tithe and seeing the church grow and seeing the resources grow and being poured back into the community and knowing that if I'm on downtime, I can go back and, and, and one, give, 
but also lean on my church. Mm-hmm. I think that's 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 fruitful. That's yeah, what the church absolutely. used to be for the community, and we got away from that because now we are seeking everything else but that. Yeah. But, but obviously, first come to church for for Jesus. And I mean, <laughs> that's, I, I mean that's obvious. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. They they should they should be in there just foaming at the mouth for Jesus, <laughs> for Jesus, <laughs> for Jesus. Um, <laughs> lastly, we all get into. So please follow us on whatever platform we gonna have out. <laughs> 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 we go probably put it on a YouTube channel. Uh, we go put, we go put it out Pop somewhere. Platforms. Yeah, yeah. And please follow our Bible Buddy platform. So it's the Bible Buddy app. I E, I E, because uh, I know a lot of people go put that Y on there. No, we different. Uh, so put yeah. the I E on Buddy, and be looking out for us on our website. We plan on launching our our blog. Um, be looking out for our our socials. Uh, for the Bible Buddy um, app, and then as far as this podcast, uh, we are we're looking for more ideas. So for those that's listening, if you got our numbers, text us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or if you us. or message us on on our individual social medias, um, comment ideas. Um, do whatever you can to give us some ideas, and then we're going to give you a shout-out. We most likely go give your handle a shout-out, and then we're going to address the problem head-on. Uh, if you have a question you want us to address or a topic um, segment in that episode, we'll fit it in as well. Yeah, we'll definitely fit it in. And then also, am I missing anything? So we do want to mention that... Um, for all the those, all those that are watching, and so mom, Isha, uh, my sister, <laughs> only I, we know that because we are one episode. We know it's only going to be a couple of people watching yeah. this. Uh, hey guys, hey guys, <laughs> and y'all turn in them ideas so we can get this feedback loop going. Um, lastly, we end up ended with conclusions. So just to recap our podcast. That we went over who Hunter Guy is and why she's that guy. <laughs> Not that guy. That guy. <laughs> and, and you know, I can do a whole bunch of puns with that. But right. Why she's so wonderful and why she's our CEO and where Steady Out Loud is going. And why we did this podcast is to document our journey and document the things that we have seen and being able to communicate um Communicate what's going on out there and how faith is implied to that, uh, applied to that. So uh, keep following us because we're going to have more topics and we're going to have guests and we're going to have interesting things to talk about. Um, also, keep following our journey. Study Out Loud is the company, by the Bible Buddy is the app. And we're gonna, I.e. I.e. And we're going to have a lot of other products out there too. That's yeah. crazy. We, we, we really queuing it up. <laughs> um, but. So be- so, one after another. But the recap is we learned a lot about who we are. And as far as the economy, please stay vigilant mm-hmm. in reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. Stay vigilant in being in the church mm-hmm. because it is uncertain out there as far as jobs and business go. So, yeah. um, my very first job, I got laid off and I turned in hundreds of applications. Did not get any of them. 
And it took for a recruiter to just randomly contact me on LinkedIn to say, hey, are you looking for a job? We got this position open. So keep those LinkedIn's updated. Keep the LinkedIn's updated. If, if it's any takeaway that you can get, grab from this, keep them LinkedIn's up, updated and also stay learning. Um, well, we'll learn, too, having heavy uh, certifications and learnings definitely help out on that search. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, we like to pray it out. We have Hunter God pray it out, and we hope to hear from y'all, hear from y'all from the comments, and we'll see you again for the following week. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the ability to praise your holy name amongst this podcast, but also just as we usually do, Lord, we just honor you as our Lord and Savior. We give you glory, honor, and praise for all that you're doing, all you're getting ready to do through your children, through your kingdom, and maybe even the the new kingdom ideas that will be launched just from listening to us and listening to our testimony and, and seeing our journey going through the podcast. God, we just worship you and we, we love you above all else, Lord. We pray that when we leave from one another, that we never leave your presence, that you eliminate any and all distractions that are keeping us from serving you or even in the places where we are right now, where you have us in this specific season. God, you said there's a season for everything, Lord. Um, the season to plant, the season to uproot, Lord. We just ask that in the planting and the uprooting in this specific time, God, that you just give us divine instruction, discernment on how to listen to you and how to engage with you and your word and just truly be stewards of what you've already put in front of us. We pray over those who may have experienced layoffs, those who may be experiencing economic challenges, financial issues, Lord. We pray that you just show up as provider, Lord, Savior, and just show us who you are, God. Continue to to churn and refine and cultivate our own hearts and spirits so that the Holy Spirit may complete a good work in us. So Lord, we thank you. We glorify your name. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. That's all, All folks. right. See you next time. Bye.